You're listening to a podcast from Northern Lights Metropolitan Community Church. This is the sermon recording from this week's service, but first, here are the readings. A reading from the Gospel of Luke. He was praying in a certain place, and after he had finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, Teach us to pray as John taught his disciples. He said to them, When you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread, and forgive us our sins, as we ourselves forgive everyone indebted to us. And do not bring us to the time of trial. And he said to them, Suppose one of you has a friend, And you go to him at midnight and say to him, Friend, lend me three loaves of bread, for a friend of mine has arrived, and I have nothing to set before him. And he answers from within, Do not bother me. The door has already been locked, and my children are with me in bed. I cannot get up and give you anything. I tell you, even though he will not get up and give him anything because he is his friend, at least because of his persistence, he will get up and give him whatever he needs. So I say to you, ask and it will be given you. Search and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened for you. For everyone who asks receives and everyone who searches finds. And for everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. Is there anyone among you who If your child asks for a fish, we'll give a snake instead of a fish. Or if the child asks for an egg, we'll give a scorpion. If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. You're listening to a podcast from Northern Lights Metropolitan Community Church. And now, for this week's sermon. So it's lovely to be with you and to see some familiar faces from uh, folks who came to uh, quiet days at uh, St Anthony's Priory. Haven't got any soup and scones or cakes with me today, I'm afraid. Um, but uh, lovely to see you and to um, uh, meet with uh, new friends. So I'm going to focus on um, the middle bit, which is kind of the strangest bit of the reading that we had. We had uh, Lord teach us to pray, and I'm, I guess there'll be hundreds, thousands, millions of sermons preached on the Lord's Prayer, and then there's the bit, ask and you receive, knock and it shall be opened, but there's this strange bit uh, in the middle, uh, which is uh, a parable, Um, it's sometimes called the importune guest at midnight, Um, but the person who's really put in the awkward position is the person who has to get up out of bed. Uh, and help. It's really about that person's uh, reaction. So that's what I'm going to focus on. Uh, 
Uh, this week, um, I kind of got involved in something I'd, I tried not to get involved in. Um, we had, had a couple come to the church I attend, uh, uh, an Albanian couple, um, and um, they were they had a, you know a gr starting off in a grotty flat, and we heard oh they're gonna get a better flat, so we got a, a new table and chairs a few months ago. Oh, we will keep the, our table and chairs in the garage for Chris and Marcy. So then it goes on and well, what else do they need? They haven't got anything so we start and collect other things and, and our stuff in our garage starts to grow and we tell friends and they've got things and their friends have got things and they can get a van sure so they can go and pick them up but they can only go for an hour. So we think oh. so they're going to need a van, they're going to need somebody to drive a van and move furniture. So um, I'm saying, just leave me out of it. You get on with it, Joan. My wife's really good organizer. You organize it. But they needed a van. They needed somebody to drive van. So I spent all of this Wednesday uh, coming to Newcastle, going into the middle of Northumberland and back to Seton Delville, where they live, delivering furniture uh, for them. But it was great, actually. Uh, I said, don't get me involved, but it was a wonderful thing to do. The, the generosity of people uh, who were given the furniture and the reaction of this young couple, so grateful. Uh, they thought, oh, this they kept, they kept saying to me, oh, Paul, don't carry that. They thought, Paul's an old man and he's carrying a wardrobe up three flights of stairs. And, uh, but uh, we, we managed it. It brought great joy and gratitude uh, beyond price uh, to it. The friend is asked to help the unexpected guest and is drawn into something that he doesn't want to be uh, drawn into. But to help, it is a privilege and it is an honor. To receive a guest, to receive a guest with generosity and true hospitality makes the, these uh, villagers, true children of Abraham, who it says that uh, Abraham entertained angels unaware. So this parable is kind of, um, Luke gets three bits of teaching, like three bits of cloth lying around, and he thinks, oh, they might look nice together, so he sews them together, but really the, the Lord's Prayer, this parable, and the bit after, the, Jesus didn't say them in that order at all. They're just little bits of things that Jesus said, and Luke strings them uh, together. So I'm just going to unpick that parable and just have a look uh, at it uh, as it is. Some are saying it's about persistence in prayer, this parable, but if we say that, the, it, it makes God to be kind of a grumpy man that we've got to get out of bed to, to do what God doesn't want to do. So I'm going to say it's not about persistence in prayer, this parable. Pious commentators for, for centuries have said that's what it's about. But it makes God into something that, that I don't want God to be. And I hope you don't want God to be you know, a grumpy man who reluctantly gets out of bed uh, to help you um, for the things that you need. 
Parables are there to tell us about life as it is in uh, first century Galilee and Judea, and to tell us about this thing that Jesus calls the kingdom of God. Uh, often a parable starts with the kingdom of God is like. This one doesn't, but it's, it, 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 Jesus is doing the same thing. The kingdom of God is like. You have a friend who has a friend who arrives in the middle of the night and needs a meal. That's what the kingdom of God uh, is like. Now, I don't know what your politics are in this church, but um, mine are not of, of, of the, the, the persuasion that I'm going to quote. But this parallel brings together uh, the, the sayings of two previous prime ministers. And we'll have a quiz and say who this prime minister was. Which prime minister said, we're all in it together? David Cameron said, we're all in it together. Austerity, we're all in it together. Me with, you, me, with me millions, you with nought, we're all in it together. And we're going to solve this austerity thing. And this is what, uh, part of what this parable is about. Village life uh, in first century Judah and Galilee, they're all in it together. And people are just about managing, said by Theresa May. Okay, so um, it brings together those two. Village life was tough and uh, for them. They, and they, they are just surviving some people might have owned their own land a little bit of land that had a small holding they'd be doing okay because they owned their land many people would just be tenants and so they would be beholden to a landlord and those of us who've lived in rented property or still live in rented property know what it's like to be beholden to a landlord and some landlords are bad and some are downright terrible um, so some would be beholden to bad landlords and others would be day laborers. Really, that's the first century gig economy. They, they, they don't know whether they're going to get paid or not. They don't, gonna, don't know whether they're going to get work. So that's what a village looked like. Um, people are in it together and they're just about uh, managing in that context. So they need each other. They really need each other in that uh, village. So when a traveler arrives, uh, then that traveler, that guest, is the responsibility of the whole village. Um, it is for the honor of the whole village that this traveler, that this guest, is looked after. It would be shameful if that traveler moved on to the next village and said, you'll never guess what happened to me in, in uh, village X. Um, you know, that there was no welcome, there was no bed, there was no bread, etc. It would be a shame uh, on the village. So when the, the guy who receives him goes to a, a he, he goes and he says, friend. He says, friend, a friend has arrived. Uh, will you uh, help me? They were all in it together. They, they were friends. They, were, they had kinship uh, together. So he could naturally go and ask him. 
he could call him friend. And the friend willingly, would willingly share uh, with him. That would be the sign of the kingdom. Friends help voluntarily, not because they are, they are family. We have children and grandchildren and aged parents, and we kind of feel that we want to help, but sometimes we, are, we, we know if our children ask us, we're going to help them because they're our children. And sometimes we think, how did we get into that? Uh, could we have said no? Uh, but you do it for your children. Friendship is not uh, like that. Um, and Jesus says, whoever does the will of God is my family, is my true friend. Living, active, dynamic ties. These are the friends of God. So this parable is about the importance of friendship of being there for each other and that's a sign of the presence of Jesus friends who are there for each other how important in your life is friendship has it been to to support you to help you to be yourself um, to set you free to become more whole how have you helped others to do that because when we are doing that we are truly uh, the friends of Jesus we are truly the people of God and it is an extraordinary gift that we are giving uh, one another maybe at times in our life and uh, family have misunderstood us been bewildered by us at times they've perhaps even rejected us and it's friends, true friends, who have supported, upheld us, wept with us, laughed with us, helped us on our journey to wholeness and freedom. Real friendship here in the Jesus community is what is being talked about in this parable. And it may well be that this parable is, is, would speak uh, to Luke's readers to say, yeah, we knew about this. Because the early Jesus movement could almost be seen like the French resistance. Um, that people are coming who are perhaps under threat uh, from the authorities. And they arrive secretly. And they need to be looked after uh, secretly before they move on. Um, because the Jewish authorities might be after them. Uh, because they're preaching uh, the, the way of Jesus. And so... There's this kind of almost secret network of friendship that this parable might be addressing as well. Friends who are really looking after each other and keeping each other safe. Sharing is what this parable uh, is about. When you're just about managing, when you are struggling to survive, it's easy to say, I'd love to help, but I can't. I've got, what, what have I got to give? How can I be generous when I don't know how I'm going to get to the end of the week uh, myself? In the first century, this is what village people uh, were like. But they were the only hope for one another. The 1% in, the, in those days were the Romans 
and the Jewish temple priests and authorities. They were the people who were looking after themselves. Our 1% in 2019 is a different 1%, but the 1% is still looking after themselves and everybody else is kind of left uh, to it. All they have is each other, sharing, giving, seeking to be generous, taking the risk. Uh, it is the only way uh, for them. But I guess many of us will have encountered somebody who inspired us and almost shamed us because they had very little, but what they have, they would give you. Um, uh, and it was just who they, who they were. They just had that generosity of spirit which I've been inspired by and shamed by in some people that they would give you their last. And there are some people uh, like that. And they, they often be quite poor people themselves. So if we count, keep counting what we've got and only give a little, we become smaller. We become diminished as people. We become smaller and diminished as a community. The one with the bread in the village has to move beyond his attitude of saying, well, I just baked today, and if I give this away, I'm not going to have anything tomorrow. No, a guest is here and must be honored and treated with generosity. And in that, he and the whole community become bigger. When we are generous, when we don't count and count the cost, we become um, bigger and uh, more whole, more human in the way of Jesus. And it is an honor and a privilege to share and to help. Not just to be obedient and Christian uh, in, a, in a particular way, but to truly be the children of Abraham who was a friend of God. We will truly be the people of Jesus. So this parable is kind of a simple pointer. It's not pious advice on how to pray. I would, I would suggest uh, to you. Its value is to, is to value and pursue friendship and all of its benefits, and that will make us bigger and more human. It helps us to say, keep sharing. It's the only way to be fuller, more truly human, friends of Jesus, friends of God, bringers of the kingdom and queendom of God. Into, the, into our and others' real lives every day. So may God strengthen us, strengthen you in this community in friendship and in generous sharing with one another and with all who come among you. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast from Northern Lights Metropolitan Community Church. To find out more about what we do, head across to our website www.northernlifesmcc.org.uk